I'm Chris Barker. And I'm Will Betts. And this is the Music Tech My Forever Studio podcast. In this podcast, we speak with producers, engineers, DJs, and industry figureheads about their Fantasy Forever studio. It's a studio that our guests will have to live with forever. And even in Fantasy Foreverland, we actually have some serious, serious rules. Yes, let me talk you through these rules. Our guests will first select a computer, a DAW, and an audio interface. Those are freebies. Then they will be able to only choose six other bits of studio gear plus one non-studio kit-related luxury item. But Chris, there is one more rule, isn't there? Yep, and I think by now it's the end of the series. It's a Stone Cold classic we're all aware of. It's... No bundle! There it is. Yes, choosing a package of separate software or hardware as a single item from the six choices is not permitted. Today we have the incredible synth-binging Belgian brothers of David and Stephen Douala otherwise known as Soul Wax. Yeah, their Too Many DJs mixes have become legendary. And last year, their remix of Marie Davison's Work It was nominated for a Grammy. It's also worth noting, if you've seen any of our interviews with Soul Wax before, you'll know they're a collector-level super hoarders of vintage synths and studio gear. Yes, it's quite the synth stash. Let's see if they can still have fun in a six-item studio. Yeah, let's do this. This is My Forever Studio with Soul Wax. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Hi, hi. thank Hello. you for having us. Hi. Thank you for putting up with my big, long intro. Uh, <laughs> um, it's like a challenge. It's like, ah. So if you haven't heard the podcast before, there were some rules there. We basically, we, we're going to talk about your Fantasy Forever studio. Now, most people, this is quite easy and fun because they have no gear. But for you, you have all the gear. You've sort <laughs> of, it feels like you've already started building your Fantasy Forever studio. What we like to do first at the start of the podcast is ask you, where in the world Money, no object, fantasy, dream. Would you put the studio, and what would it look like? I think I think Tokyo is an obvious an obvious one. It's it's one of those things that we we have um, wanted to do for maybe twenty years is to 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 do some something in in Japan or in Tokyo at least um, for a for a period of time, and this seems like it would be um, indefinite. So even even better yeah it's forever so yeah, yeah, yeah that's important so what what's the kind of vibe of the tokyo studio and whereabouts in tokyo do you, are you talking like sky rise overlooking views or kind of outskirts because we've had we've had tokyo before haven't we will we have the kind indeed, of blade yeah. runner-esque studio vibe oh mm. uh, yeah no no i'm not thinking blade runner i'm thinking just um like like a nice um green area i mean there's there's parks yeah. everywhere but like maybe Yogi Park or Nakameguro or something, <laughs> you know, like where, where, Dave's like, yeah, Yogi Park, yeah, yeah. I mean, we are. It, this is completely hypothetical, right? Oh, completely hypothetical. Well, it's not no, like you no, guys no. are giving us this at the end of the podcast. No, no we are. We are. <laughs> okay. yeah. Well, then, yeah, your Yogi Park in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> good, 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 good. Yeah. Okay. We'll Google Map and, it to um, you. <laughs> Perfect. It's fine. It's fine. Will's on it. Like when Will goes silent, he's just booking everybody in. It's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And what's kind of the aesthetic of the studio? I mean, I mean, I can see behind you now in your studio there, it's kind of wooden and kind of a little bit sort of like classic retro recording studios of the past a little bit. Yeah, but it, it doesn't have to be like this. So um, I guess the it's kind of an interesting, uh, um, the premise of all of this is really good because like you said, we've we, we built our studio because we've been hoarding all this stuff for years and it was kind of, custom made to whatever we wanted um but the experience of recording in a studio or, or producing other people um like we're now in a in the cellar it's there's no windows there's nothing because we're in ghent we're in between buildings we had to do this but um i guess this idea of if we would have to make a like you guys were asking a place somewhere else i think tokyo because we could also maybe look outside and see what's going on on the outside. So now we're kind of closed in, but this idea of having a window where we could, where maybe even people could watch us, I, I, I wouldn't okay. mind it. So it could, it could even be in a storefront. Oh, I don't, I don't know if I want people to. Dave watch doesn't us. want it, but <laughs> we're breaking up. <laughs> studio studio differences. <laughs> it happened here. <laughs> That's well. You could just have the studio Dave, split Dave, in half, where I guess. I just don't leave One my house. Yeah, great. Dave, Dave's underneath. <laughs> no windows. Obviously, there are many other places where it would be entirely... Like, so like Steph says, we, we sort of, we've already built the Dream Studio and, and we are there sort of 
we're here, sorry, uh, day and night. We have been for more than a year. We've been here stuck. And and we love being stuck here. But if in the in in the context of this exercise of, of building somewhere, you know, somewhere else, I mean, I said Tokyo because because I know we we talk about it so often, but it, it could yeah, be I anywhere. Guess we 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 always talk about Japan because we would love to record. You know, it's not just technical; it's also uh, being away in that environment because we love that culture sh so much, and I guess it's also the everything around it that would would really um, maybe excite us. Um, Yeah, it's more psychological, maybe even than technical, to be really honest. But if we're going to talk about like the the the, the sort of design inside of the studio and the aesthetics, because they come in many shapes and sizes, like, are there any any studios that you visited in the world or any other artist studios apart from your own that you just thought, "Whoa, I'd love this." Um, I mean, if if we go J Japanese, we have to go postmodernist, postmodernist architecture, because we're not, you know, we're, we're not going to build it in some in like in some temple. <laughs> okay. But yeah, we have like a good friend of ours has a has an incredible studio in the Hollywood Hills, and it's a 1920s house with a pool and like it's it's just it's it's, it's like the dream. Yeah, it's insane. It's a it's a it's a lovely. It's a house. it's a, a villa built by the film studios where they would put up actors if they were coming to. So it's super old. It has a little bar inside, and then it has like a swimming pool. And he completely converted the whole building into a studio. So and we're not allowed to know their name. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah. His name is uh, David Sardi. Okay, David Sardi. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Is it, is it a commercial facility or is it uh, something? No, it's private. I, it's I mean, uh, privately owned. I think and not he, not that dissimilar from here. Like I guess you you it's it's his he studio. Comes, he comes with the building. Yeah, he comes <laughs> with the building. Like like if you hire him. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I guess I guess he's done a lot of uh, the last. I think he did the last Oasis record there, and like a lot of a lot of bands, big things, really big things. One, I mean, but but like I think we always loved this idea that that building had a history, and he kind of built a studio inside of it. It's of course very, um, very LA yeah. to do it. Like it's it's a very LA thing, but I guess for us maybe in a similar fashion. Then if we go to Tokyo. Like Dave said, we would try and use the aesthetic of 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 what we see around there. And our building, to be really fair, um, I know if you've seen photos of the art studio here, um, we kind of were inspired by Japan. About it's not a big building; it's a super functional small building, but you can record in every room. If we if we do Tokyo, then we have to go sort of postmodernist um, um, Tokyo architect, the Japanese architecture. But let's not go too deep into who like it doesn't. We don't have to say it's Tadahawando or you know like it's just like but it, just but it should you know but it could be. Um, but let's just say like you know sort of a post uh, post night nineteen mid nineteen seventies to mid early nineties um, Japanese architecture. Yeah. Okay, well let's lock that in. Will let's lock that in. Okay, so from the complex question that we just had there to. The more routine and boring questions of your three free items before you get to the six forever studio items. So your, th your free items are you get to select um, a computer. So I guess Mac, PC, Atari, if you're brave. Um, a, a, D a DAW and an audio interface. So let's start with a computer. I mean, what's your dream dream studio computer? Uh, we, uh, that's a very difficult question. I don't think we have, I don't think we know. We just have the ones that, you know, whatever's the newest one that comes out and the fast i guess we this is not our forte excellent because because we're really bored of this question on the podcast too <laughs> yeah. so should we just lock you in for like the best ever mac are you are you gonna yeah, be exactly mac? yeah not pc we uh, yeah we have been okay. mac since circa mid 90s because yeah. that's what we've been doing our whole life yeah. so. so what's that well the eighty eighty thousand dollar mac or whatever yeah. it is yeah, yeah. that yeah. one is fine. <laughs> done, done. okay i'm whipping through these because i want to talk since yeah. with the guys um <laughs> <laughs> so um And the next thing is your DAW of choice. I mean, do you, do you care on that? I mean, have, have you have you moved? You must have changed a lot over the years. So in this hypothetical uh, yep. situation, yep. can can you also fix that we then also have learned Ableton? Because that's the one thing. Like, <laughs> well, you don't. We don't have to do that because you have forever to learn it. Mm -hmm. It's on you. It's yeah, yeah, but but we don't want to take forever to learn it. Like, can you guys <laughs> fix that? We already know it by then. Okay. Well, 
we'll give you what, what we'll do. We've got a lot of videos on our YouTube channel, uh, and we'll we'll give you the best ones, and you'll get up to speed on that. That's fine. That'll be fine. Great, because because we are we're on Pro Tools. We have been on Pro Tools since the like since the mid nineties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, and we hate it, uh, but it's too late. <laughs> it's too late to, to change. And also, a lot of the the people we've been working with, they all use Ableton, and whenever they show it to us, they're always like, "Wow, you guys do this on Pro Tools?" And they look at us like we're dinosaurs. And then we look at Ableton, we're like, "Yeah, but wait, you guys can do all of this." So I kind of feel the limitations of the Pro Tools has maybe been good for and us. And there's something I don't know why it might have changed. Now we have we haven't checked in in the in the last um, six months or so, but the, for some reason, the exact same file through our Pro Tools system, there must be something. So that's sort of why we stick to. There it. must be a, yeah. a common a common but board. Sort of, there. Yeah, any company that makes you pay to call them up for support is evil. So really. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair that's fair um speaking of pro tools though i mean i, I remember I, I was studying music production at university at the time when i got the first too many djs mix the legendary one that sort of went out kind of underground didn't it at mm-hmm. first the kind of yeah. that was all done in pro tools right yeah everything, yeah everything we've done has been in pro tools i mean that's kind of madness isn't it that must have been such a job i mean i remember having pro tools at university and get having your mix cd and thinking i'm going to do some of these and it was such a nightmare to yeah. do because pro tools just isn't designed to do it isn't like ableton is dj and mixes and stretching funnily and- enough um maybe maybe like nine months after that the that album came out we we did a little thing like a 12 minute mix for um there was a shop in paris called colette yeah yeah, and they, asked us to do, um, they did they did it they asked us to do a little mix this is a 2002 and we did it on Ableton One because uh, it was like, wow, this is the thing. This is the thing that's going to change it all for us. And um, and obviously, I mean, it's changed quite a bit since then. But obviously, back then it was easier, but it just sounded terrible. Like everything's just sounded yeah. like stretched and and, uh, yeah. and pitched. And I think uh, maybe that's why we never went. We, I mean, we do use it for live, for Solwax Live and all that stuff. But uh, but in the studio, it's it's why we never went back to. To, to Ableton we stuck with Pro Tools just, it's also just because it's all we know I, I think this is going to come back a, lo- uh, a lot in the interview know. it's yeah it's like when you when you are in the studio working on stuff uh, we we really don't want to get bogged down in learning as well it's like mm. you just get it done just like yeah 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 just we have an idea you just need to get it done and this is how this is sort of what we've learned to do it with so fair enough okay so we're locking in Ableton Ableton Suite, I guess, is usually the one, isn't it? Can, well, yeah, you can have Ableton Eleven Suite. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then, so the, the final one um, is your audio interface. What's uh... whatever the whatever the most expensive new one is that everyone loves? We don't know. We, <laughs> we just have the the Pro Tools ones that we've had for. Oh no, we've upgraded. Um, we upgraded maybe five years ago, or something. And then okay, to what, what? Was it, what was the upgrade to? Have you got HDX? I guess what what uh, they're mm. they're one nine twos. They're one nine twos. So that's the avid the avid yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's what's the dream? The, is it the Burl mothership or something? What was what? Do you talk about the Burl? Yeah, there's no idea, man. Like mm. I, the, when those emails come in, I my brain <laughs> fog. I, I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> I've already zoned out. Will um, you can you can just ridiculous Google some yeah, ridiculous interface and we can add that as a surprise when we run down later on. I'll, I'll find you something suitably expensive. Yeah, whatever the the most expensive one is and that everyone loves, it sh- I'm sure it'll be fine. Well, I tell you what is important in that decision though. Uh, when you've got only six items coming up in the studio, is do you want something? Do you need an interface with mic pre's or not? Do you not care? So in this hypothetical situation. We are going to be building yeah. a postmodernist mm. um, architectural building in Tokyo, where we're going to have yeah. the most yeah. ridiculously expensive mm-hmm. uh, computer and and door, and only six machines. Yeah, and interface. It's interesting. I mean, it does make sense in terms of <laughs> correct. It's pretty Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, it's pretty much up our street. So let's start. Well, let's start with item number one of your actual six Fantasy Forever Studio items. So this any any studio kit this is, but item number one. What is something that you would definitely have to have in that studio? We can take six items from our existing studio. You can take stuff out of commercial facilities, rare stuff, other artist gear, 
stuff you're missing. Oh my god! I mean, it'll be quite exciting to find out the stuff you don't have that you want. <laughs> mm. Yeah, there's, there there are six items we, we for sure we can find six items that we don't have yet. Mm. But then we'll be stuck in a studio with only those. Yes, and we won't have the ones that we already yeah. have. This is this is dilemma. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the challenge. <laughs> my god. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this was going to be fun with you guys. All right, so the, the the most obvious number one is is the desk that we are using right now, right? Like it, it, it's unlimited budget, correct? Yep, yep, no budget. Do we want the same desk? Yep, yep, yeah. If you want, if you want, why don't we just why don't we just go for something something else that we've always wanted in our lives? Fair enough. Our friend James Murphy just he he just built a studio. Our friend James, yeah, and he one. built a desk. Be cool yeah. to make your own desk. That's pretty cool. Because he can make it so it's all, it's pretty fancy, you know, he, like he d- designed his own flying faders and um, that'd be cool to, to just sort of like make it from scratch with someone and do it based on what okay. we need. Somebody in Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. isn't it Wonder Audio kind of had those, those crazy They're sort cool, of yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I heard like someone had had some issues with it that we know but um didn't but yeah like that kind of stuff who, who had it D- didn't um joachim joachim yes but if you would have to go for a desk maybe like the one that we use in the magic shop that's a, a neve uh like a bbc neve like a bbc neve the ones that go so the wrap around yeah just and just also oh, okay. looks insane yeah but, yeah but again it's something we've already worked on yeah so so this in this sort of futuristic hypothetical dream, I don't know if that counts for you, but it would be a, a custom bespoke desk that we make for us. Yeah. With and this this is where the bundle okay. loophole Let gets in. Think, finger on the trigger for the mm-hmm. for the. I'm ready. So this is the this is the one's kind of like what I said about James Murphy. Because what's clever about his desk is that he can use multiple 500 series pre's or EQs or what. Like he could just hot swap them. So not that dissimilar from the Wonder. Uh, one so but that that is a bit of a loophole because what 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 that means is we can have one f- like desk filled with all the eqs and my priests that we like yeah this is a kind of a this yes. is a, this is making me itch of how much this is a bundle yeah. now you're, you're pushing i think you're pushing the yeah. boundaries slightly Sorry. but people always come on and break the rules will they always come on the show and break the rules but yeah I, I guess that's true so I mean, you mentioned Neve though. There, I mean, is and what's the desk you've got at the moment in front of you? Is it Neve? This is a Kadek. Oh, oh great! Kadek. Um, okay. And it's um, it's it's pretty much what we've we're, we're used to working on. So, but when we so when we with Solwax, we recorded three albums, and the first one we recorded in Sunset Sound mm. and in Hollywood Sound in in LA, and then second one. I'm just thinking also Sunset Sound. And then the third one was with Flood. And with Flood, we went to a lot of studios. We went to Rack in London. Nice. We, uh, oh, what's the one around the corner of our, of our flat? Uh, the Strong Room one. So yeah, I yeah. guess we've been on different desks in different studios. So I think every desk has its like pros and cons. But it's like Dave says, if you can make it, custom make it the way that you want it or for whatever things that you needed or specifics because even the cadac that we have there's parts of the desk that we not always use and there's parts that we or have never used or have never used and some and and so i guess a custom-made desk would be would be the smartest move and it, let's hope it's made with somebody in in japan in tokyo who works at the japan university and can add some robotics into the desk <laughs> exactly flying fader robotics of where not the even flying are, faders, yeah. there's like a robotic arm that goes Instead of a flight, like we make something sculptural that's yeah. amazing, see through, see through, oh, great, okay. plexi, plexi, see through desk with a robotic arm that instead of flying faders does it for you. And you're gonna have to give us this loophole where where we where, where we put in any any 500 series. And it's a joint venture with Honda because they're delivering they're delivering <laughs> the arms, and yeah, they have the they have they have the technology. What are the sound of the pre's if in comparison? So you're customizing this, but like, are they sort of Neve style pre's or Kadek pre's? And what's the EQs like? What is there a is there a master compressor? What's that like? You know what I mean? Give us a a quick overview. It doesn't have to be exact because obviously this is going to be custom. But in your head, what are these modules inspired by? The beauty of this loophole. <laughs> there we go. Is that is that we can do what we have here? Like in this studio, we have a we have a quite sought after 1969 Kadak. Yeah. With the, with the 24 Kadak Pre's. but in the studio, 
we over the years we've bought all these sort of um weird ones like spectrasonics or flickinger or whatever uh trident we have like we have a range of different mic pre's that we use dependent on the situation so if we want a certain kind of drum sound we will say oh this be cool to put the snare through the thingy here what's it called the uh, spectrasonics or um neumann or uh Quad 8. Yeah. The beauty of this particular desk... What's the name of the desk? It's going to be called um, Dewey Sun. Dewey Sun. Ah. Oh. The beauty is that it's it's like it comes with sort of uh, 24 options and you can... Into, like, a, like a Tetris. You can switch. You can't have things that you take in and out. Then that's full bundle. Uh, I'm going to let you fit this permanently. All right. Because we had to do this. We've had people that chose the API desks and they obviously they have the little 500 module things, but you've got to decide what you want. All right. Okay. Well, let's just fill it with all replicas of, of our Kadak. Item number two. So now we have to go, like, what do we make music with? You can have whatever six items you want. I will like to just remind you, you don't have any speakers or headphones yet. Or like, oh, so. my God. <laughs> just just the amp and the speakers is already three. Yeah, you, yeah, you can't get amp. You have to get active speakers unless... No, 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 no active oh, speakers. Right. We're going to get the ones... like we, We're going to do tannoys. We're addicted to these um, yeah. super reds. Super reds, tannoy. You've got wall mounted, are they? Um, come on, we'll say it. Soffit mounted. Do you have soffit mounted speakers? Is that what's are you in in walls or are you on stands? They're in the wall. I, I, I don't know what exactly because we we did buy two pair of them just in case anything went wrong. And these are the mm. six seventies ones, I think. And um and just and it has to be combined with the correct amp because we have this particular amp has been in repair. And when we changed it with uh so to speak, exact like an exactly same amp, it was terrible so is it a vintage 70s amp it's a it's the hmm. yes it's a it's a vintage macintosh, yeah, macintosh yeah. mc what are they called two 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 oh five mc two two oh five what what we you will we usually let we actually let people do the amp and speakers together don't we yeah this this is the <laughs> this is the loophole yeah i think you're allowed so you're saying we were, we would be allowed to combine this amp and speakers yes that will give you that as item number two those speakers so uh, that's nice that's very nice give us give us the model Tan, yeah they they are 10 but the 50 sorry 15 inch ones in um they're not in a lookwood cabinet but they are in the original tannoy uh cabinets with uh, holes in them and we've replicated this and because we have another studio upstairs in this building and we've put the smaller ones yeah. there and we were so addicted to them that we are currently building a sound system nice with dual concentrics tannoys but that's that's another hypothetical yeah. <laughs> it's for like another another podcast the Music Tech My Forever Studio podcast is supported by Evo by Audience, the fantastic Evo Start recording bundle and the Evo 4 and Evo 8 interfaces. Yes, if you're a beginner, you can enter the world of audio recording with the Evo Start recording bundle, a professional, powerful and versatile solution for home recording from studio-grade audio brand Audient. This comprises the Evo 4 audio interface, the remarkably robust SR1 large diaphragm condenser mic with shock mount and a set of the Audient Evo SR2000 monitoring headphones. That's right, featuring loopback and smart gain, the new Evo bundle and compact interfaces make sure you can achieve studio quality recordings from the start. Smart gain means you don't have to worry about setting input levels, making it ideal for music makers who want to spend time creating, not engineering. And loopback lets you record everything you hear through the interface, making it a great fit for home recording rigs, podcasters, streamers, and content creators. Evo Start Recording Bundle is suggested to retail at £199, €220, and $249 in the USA. Discover Evo online at evo.audio. Item number three. If I understand correctly, we have to pick four more items that we make music with. You don't have to make music with them if you don't want to. I mean, it's just your perfect studio. This is a studio we go to every day in Japan. Forever. 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 For, for the VAR. Will we be allowed to have them repaired? Yes. Yeah, you get... You get. Yeah, okay. So it's not like we're locked. It's not like an end-of-the-world scenario. And reliability of kit isn't an issue. Um, I mean, yeah. do, Great. do tell us if it is unreliable. We want to know on the podcast, but... Most yeah. things we have are unreliable. <laughs> <laughs> all things we have are unreliable. And all things we okay. have need to get repaired. So, okay, so it's like nothing <laughs> has not been repaired. So the, the reason I ask is because that is sort of the beauty of, of, of having... 
many things is that they have to go into repair and then when they come back it's like oh like they're new, new. Yeah. Yeah. like oh they've been away for nine months and now or we give them or we lend them out to friends ah. and after three years they're like hey I got this thing and we're like and you get it back and you're like oh my god so in this scenario we really have to pick sort of the the four the four machines that we that you know, don't fit this this whole thing like, oh, well, they come back and we love but them you, again. Yeah, and, you do, and they don't have to be things you own now. They can be, and they can be from commercial facilities or or things you want to steal off friends or colleagues, you know. Oh, oh. Always interested now it's stolen. Yeah, what, does someone have? Benji's Arp. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't have to be his. We can find another one, Steph. <laughs> no, no, take it, take it. No, but it's because we played on it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's one of the ones that we, yeah. Yeah, and it's, I mean... Yeah, the ARP twenty five hundred. Very nice. Because we don't have we don't we don't have one, but uh, uh, there was a studio we, <laughs> we spent a couple of years in, and there was one there, and we played on it. And a couple of months, a couple of months. Sorry, uh, fuck, we've been in the studio too long, Dave. Um, and uh, yeah, that's like one of those machines that we don't have and has endless capabilities. And so, whose whose studio was it? Ben Benji. Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. know? You must know him, right? Do you know Benji? Yeah, is yeah, yeah. the guy with the orange telephone on the desk and that? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 The guy with the orange telephone on the desk. By the way, it's a that's a great title of an album. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's a Kate Bush song. <laughs> the guy with the group. The, yeah. <laughs> There's definitely um, that the up twenty five hundred. But then, oh, this is where this is where your podcast just keeps going on and on and on and on. Because is it the EMS Synthy one hundred or is it Benji's up twenty five hundred or is it Dave? But we have to we have to use it for the rest of our lives. Exactly. I think we have to go for the things that we know. I think like it'd be very strange to be. We're talking to each other here and people are watching us. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's good. It'd be very strange for us to make music forever and for there not to be an up 2600. And I think it'd be wasted an opportunity if we do up 2500 and 2600. All right. So it's kind of a, it's a boring, it's a boring reply to this question. But if I, if that, if I really follow through yep. on this hypothesis, I think we have to go up up twenty six hundred. Oh, so we're not stealing Benji's anymore? No, no. no. I, th- I, I mean, however lovely it would be to 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 have a up twenty five hundred. Sorry, man, with the orange phone. <laughs> yeah, the orange desk. phone has stopped ringing now. Oops. <laughs> uh, so the up twenty six hundred. We got three left, but tell us about the twenty six hundred then. So it's featured heavily in your work. Tell us where it's. Uh, it's, it's basically anything since we've bought it, which was two thousand three, I think. You know when you ask people. Is there a synth or a piece of gear that you wanted to buy, but it kind of, like, you never had the money or you knew? There's a couple mm-hmm. of, of those, but there's one that stuck in our heads, and it was in, in Holland. And they had, 20 years ago. Longer stuff. It was 96. 96, they had Pet Shop Boys Fairlight <gasps> with all the floppy disks. Oh. Like, and... <laughs> <laughs> it's always been in our heads like oh wouldn't that have been great just to have one the machine is already amazing you could sample pretty much every set so we could we could come into the studio in Japan and sample sounds and, and do that but we'd still also have whatever they had on their floppy disks they, they, yeah. they've done so that would have been that's actually a pretty good loophole yeah because see, no, no loophole there. If you, I mean, that, it's no that, loophole. I think it's that's okay. Well, no, it's fine. It's all legal. That's it. That's one of the three then. Okay. Well, that, it felt. It feels like we've managed to sort of upsell your dreams. <laughs> but it also feels because we have a we have a a custom made see through plexi desk with robotic arms, uh, custom built by Honda, who also gave us one of their robots <laughs> mm-hmm. to serve tea. Um, oh, that's sorry. That's that's, that's not no, that's, that's, that's the bundle. <laughs> that's where that's where I draw the line. I'll allow the robotic arm, but yeah, that's, ah, yeah, okay. But we do have Batch of Boys' old Fairlight that they use in the eighties, um, and we use it to record stuff, and we 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 sample things with it. So yeah, yeah. I kind of this is a very futuristic sounding. So it's nineteen ninety six. You're in Utrecht. You've seen this Fairlight. How much is it? Tell us. Uh, oh. I don't remember, but it was too much for us then. It was too much for us uh, then. Are we talking I mean, hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands? No, no, no. Like, like literally, like maybe 
four thousand euros or something. <laughs> what? Yeah. There's two two things that we've. That's that, and there's the the Sinti, um, uh, the Sinti one hundred we uh, encountered in. Uh, we we were gonna buy one in Montreal because we somebody had found one in uh, in an old TV studio in uh, I don't know Poland or somewhere somewhere in Eastern Europe in yeah. Eastern Europe, and we also didn't have that money. And we were in Montreal in Canada. We didn't know how to do it. But also, what was the price he was asking for back then? Yeah. Do, do we want to talk money? Yeah, yeah. But just say, like, yeah. just the, the, how bad we feel about it still I today. Mean, I mean, I, this is, I, I do, I mentioned this with real pain in my it's heart. Both of them are pain in the heart. Because what, what happened is we were idiots. The guy was asking for 20,000 Canadian dollars and we lowballed and we said, we'll give you 17,000. And the next we heard is he sold it to the guy from Microsoft. Which, what, Bill Gates? No, the other guy. Phil Gates. <laughs> Uh, who apparently has a, has a vintage synth museum. Oh, right. But then the Synthi 100, we, we found one here in Ghent in the university. We made a record with it. It's been, there's been one here in the studio for like over a year maybe. So we've worked on it. And so it's a machine with endless capabilities. So it would also fit in that studio. But the Fairlight then would give us the chance to come up with new sounds that we create yeah. ourselves. But that leads us to the next instrument step. We are going to need something to yeah. sample. So you're going to need a mic. microphone. What are we going forget with? About, forget about microphones. What do you mean forget about microphones? We're going to need an <laughs> instrument to play so that we can sample it in the Fairlight. But only through a DI. No, the... the uh, this, is, this is where it's getting... Yeah. It's, it's my <laughs> That's the point. So... <laughs> so, so wait, wait, let's go back. Custom-made desk, and then we need to come up with one... We need one synth. Well, we have we have an ARP twenty six hundred. So ARP twenty six hundred. We can pretty much do everything we want with that. Well, what what's so far? Just like do a quick rundown, not the full rundown, but the we've got the desk, we've got the Tannoy Super Reds, we've got the Fairlight Pet Shop Boys Fairlight, and then we've got the ARP twenty six hundred. So, so you've got two two more items left. Oh my god, a drum kit? No, a grand piano, a polyphonic synth. Yeah, that's the thing, though. See, but that's the thing with the, with the Fairlight. There's a keyboard like you. We can't. We, we can play polyphonic. Have have people tried to do this loophole of the Eurorack modular system? Yeah, and they failed. <laughs> I think um, if you want modular, we could do like the, the Model 15 or one of the Moog all-in-ones. You know, if it comes like a module, modular's ready, then that's fine. So we have a system 700. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight oscillators. So that can be an eight-voice polyphonic synth. But you still need a keyboard. Yeah, that, it comes with it. There's, there is a keyboard. So... That can be our sort of modular uh, loophole where we also have a polyphonic synth and it has a built-in sequencer and everything. And you can plug that into the 2600, right? As we well. can, yeah, yes. But that only leaves us with one more machine, which is very stressful. Well, we still don't have a microphone. Any other dream bits you don't have? I mean, that Pet Shop Boys Fairlight is a great one. We've never had that before. <laughs> Neither did we. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, do, do we know where it is now? No. No, 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 no. I, we could ask the guy. Maybe we can. Oh, what was the name of his shop? It's it's gone that shop because uh, we bought <laughs> with the money that we did have. We bought something else. Um, sequential. Oh, I really wanted it to be something like uh, a Yamaha motif. Uh. No, because it, it was a cool shop. It was like it was a shop. It was rare back then to find a shop with it's vintage vintage gear. It's super ahead of its time, yeah. So they had cool stuff, and we bought a, a, a mold, six track. Remember the. Ah, yeah, it's amazing. Sequential six track. I love that and, machine. Uh, and oh, yeah, yeah. what do they call the profit samplers? The DSI or something? Profit? No, profit V. That's what we got from that shop with the money. That's what we could afford back then. Also, it was sold as from the Pacho Boys, but it could also be from some really bad Dutch bands. Yeah, it would have been too unlimited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we have no idea. It could have been like a scam. But in our heads, it's always been like a sort of like a something we uh, we let slip wait 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 I'm just trying to look yeah so for, for everybody listening Dave's just stood up taken uh, the SM58 or something out into the studio to get inspiration because he's getting stressed <laughs> with what's left yeah, yeah, yeah only got one more item well and it has to be microphone it has to be microphone so there's no guitars no bass no drums but nothing the guitars and the bass and drums we kind of have to reproduce or if it's our studio we can invite yeah. the bass player in. Of course, so we, yeah. we could call up Hosono and go like, hey, you want to come and play the bass? Yeah, that's cool. 
We've, we we allow that. Yeah, you you can know, do that. You just need a way to record it. <laughs> Sorry to be difficult, but then he could also bring his own microphone. Mm. Mm, yeah. Okay. Fine. Fine. <laughs> well, I mean, if you if you if you if you, if you want to break the rules like this, then that's fine. Yeah, you can you can rely on others for the microphones. Maybe. Then, <laughs> then maybe because we're there for the rest of our lives. No. <laughs> um, Why don't we just get five amazingly cool things that we haven't never tried, and and then just we have an amazing laptop and just. Whatever, Fruity Loops. You've got Ableton. Ableton's free, locked in, don't worry. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that's already in. Yeah, mm-hmm. correct. FL Studio as well. It's called FL Studio now. It's very. So, wait, one more item then. And Dave, microphones and bass players, drummers, for all we. We, we can record uh, Yellow Magic Orchestra and mix it there. We could do it. What's on your shopping list right now? Come on, guys. Like, what? Time. <laughs> Time. Oh, oh, God. That's our problem right now. It's not gear, it's time. A little tear just came out of my eye there when you said that. <laughs> oh, single, single tear, just time. It's the truth. It's also the, the thing that we've been doing the last six, seven years. It's a little bit like uh, the podcast in a sense that we're re- we, we always try to limit ourselves to a couple of, piece, couple of pieces of gear. So let's say if you were doing a record or something, we're like, oh, we can only use these two synths or... Because um, I, I can feel that people come into the studio and they go, oh, you have all this stuff and it's, ah, what do we use? Mm. Oh, we've been playing with this for the last 30 years, so we kind of know what they are. But I guess when you're creating, it's sometimes really good to limit yourself to one piece, piece of gear. So in this case now, we're at five items. And I think if you have to work with them for the rest of your life, they need to be pretty specific or let's say they, they need to have a signature that you know you can expand on and you can keep going in in for um but then having said that the one thing that dave and me always gravitate to and he's going to kill me for this now but in every studio we've been is a grand piano because it's the it's the thing that we boring i think i know it's super boring but boring but it is the one thing that we end up playing. It, a lot. It's a popular choice on the podcast, actually. Yeah, we can also just oh, hire a, a piano player who comes with his own grand piano. <laughs> <laughs> why don't we? Why don't we just get something real? Because because that's the other thing. Like we have we have we, for the last twenty years, we've had a studio filled with sort of um, um, currently desirable uh, vintage gear. It m- many of that stuff wasn't particularly desirable when when we got it <laughs> yeah it was super cheap um and it is now right like it's it's there's been a whole um, total renaissance of all this vintage stuff for sure if we're going to go for the number six we should have something super futuristic like something that's like ahead of its, ahead of its yeah i mean that's actually a, an interesting point like i mean with all that stuff do you guys keep an eye on what's coming out that's new as has any as any new yeah, yeah, gear yeah. really made you sort of go wow that is genuinely different i we really need to get hold of that my memory isn't working isn't there is there anything that you that you would say is worthwhile that we should have this is a really tricky one because it depends if you're into um uh, do you have any interest in the mpe landscape any of those mpe instruments maybe like a beyond midi expressionism with the rolly keyboards and oh the rolly stuff or maybe like a hacken continuum or something like that or that's like you know what I have a feeling like in, in 10, 15 years, we're going to like this. But right now we find it ridiculous. But we should think ahead. <laughs> we should do this podcast again in 15 years. I'd be like, it was so ahead of its time. <laughs> we know what will happen. In 15 years, you'll open Zoom. You'll be sat there on Pet Shop Boys Fairlight, remixing West End Girls for the 400th time. <laughs> I wouldn't say no. But that song could not be remixed. Some things should be left alone. <laughs> fair, fair, okay. But the only reason why the Fairlight was so attractive for me is the fact that you can sample it. So, and there's something I've always loved about some of my favorite records are the ones where they combine acoustic instruments or, or synths and then maybe like even old Depeche stuff where they saw, made drum loops with it and weird sounds. And, and if you're going to be in Tokyo, there's so many... I guess one of the attractions of being in Japan is there's sounds everywhere. Like in the metro, if you go in a restaurant, in a car, in a cab, there's all these little sounds. There's all there's it's a very sound sensitive maybe uh, place. So this idea of, of using whatever's around you 
on your daily commute to the studio or the things you encounter that the yeah that should be something that we could we could we could play with you could do that in ableton as well all this stuff but there's something about that machine that was so basic and simple that maybe with that limitation it, w- it would work so it's not very portable though is it we're gonna you're gonna have to have some kind of fairlight wheelbarrow or something to Move it, move it around. It's very true. You know, it's embarrassing as like I've just remembered that we have a Fairlight in storage. <laughs> How do you forget? And it's not, it's not Petrol Poisons one. How do you possibly forget that? <laughs> but it's ours. Like we've had it for fifteen years. <laughs> Final studio item. What if it's a drum machine? Ooh. Dave just opened up another vortex. Any drum machines that you don't have, that you would love? Just tell us that we're not the only people who are struggling. While we're talking, think oh, about uh, everybody struggles. Or do most people prepare this? Because we weren't prepared. It's a mixture. It's a mixture. I kind of like mix. it when people are unprepared because it, it makes it uh, it's in, it makes it interesting to see people think think on their feet. Spontaneous. The the interesting thing is with most people, um, we have to upsell their dreams all the time, and because they'll just pick like Silence or something, and we'll be like, "Are you mm. sure you don't want a CS80?" Or and um, <laughs> Silence. Yeah, like you know, or they'll yeah. pick some synth software. And uh, ah, okay, and okay. or they'll pick things that they already own. So like we try and upsell them to like you know. Got it. Got it. Got which has been quite interesting for you because, uh, yeah, pet shop boys <laughs> fairlight is a good one. <laughs> but you have most of the stuff. Yeah, there's been very little upselling going on. So we're saying no to the grand piano. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we have had people have the what is it? The clavinova? Is it will or like the grand piano uh, the dis- with the disclavier? Midi? Oh yeah, that oh, one. No, yeah. there's no. That's not coming in. Okay. No. Oh, that's wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. But we're in Japan. We will contact Yamaha and we will get a f- fully automatic grand see-through plexi grand piano. I mean, that. listen, guys, we're, this is in the architectural world. We're, we're, we're moving on. <laughs> David's face is like thunder. It's not... <laughs> Not loving this. <laughs> I feel like we've made Dave really sad on this podcast. Look, look how he's left. He's left the podcast. And I'm really, I'm, I'm just, I'm really thinking of what could be the sort of the thing that complements the the other ones that we already have because you want it to be like first of all, this is forever, yeah, and it excludes like it. It, it means all the other stuff cannot come into our studio. Yeah, I would say drum machine. Which one? Are we going to do a drum machine with sampling capabilities or just a straight up? Yeah, yeah, air proms. We, yeah. we, we yeah. you know, you can have your own prommer to make your air proms, but like whatever, it doesn't matter which one, a drum tracks or a DMX or whatever they, what, because you can switch the air proms anyway. Is that a bundle, Will? Is that some kind of drum machine bundle? I think we'll allow it because it's pretty limited. Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's yeah. Not, yeah. I mean, if, we get, if we're allowed the Fairlight with the floppy disks, we're allowed the drum machine with the e proms, right? I think that's fair. That's allowed. I think at least that way, Steph, we can make drums. I mean, you do have Ableton. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking the whole time. I'm like, we do have a lot of these capabilities in the the, the box. Someone someone needs to make a DMX that has built-in Ableton. (laughs) Because it's just so much more fun to play. So does does that mean we are we have num we have all six of the EPROMs? Yes, we have all six. If, that, if that's what if that's what we're doing, we, we're locking that in. So. Are you going to pick which one? A DMX? Are you going to go for DMX? Uh, it's actually the drum tracks. Before we get to the luxury item, Will do the full rundown of the studio, and you guys have a listen, see how this sounds, and then we'll go on to your luxury item. We're in Tokyo, in the middle of Yogi Park, in a postmodernist Japanese abode. We have for your computer the biggest Mac possible. That's about £50,000. I've chosen for your audio interface a Burl B80 mothership because it fits your aesthetic. The DAW is an Ableton Live 11 suite. Then within the studio, your six items are a Kadak-filled, transparent, custom-built Honda desk with a robotic arm called the Dewey Sun. You have... Your 15-inch Tannoy Super Reds with vintage Macintosh 2205 amp. You have the Pet Shop Boys Fairlight from the 80s. You have (laughs) an ARP 2600, a Roland System 700 for Poly. And your final selection is the sequential drum tracks with all the EEPROMs. How does that work for you? Are we allowed? Can I, in my own house, can I have a prommer where I make my own 
EPROMS. Sure, why not? Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Then, what yeah. you do in your own house with EPROMS is your own business. Hey, this sounds pretty good, though. I think yeah. it sounds actually really good. Yeah. It's, it's, I would sign up yeah. for it. Yeah. So we'll lock that in, Will. Let's lock all of that in and we'll move on to the final item, which is a, not a bit of studio kit. So it's not a bit of gear, um, but something luxury item that you like to have in the studio. Um, I mean, I'll just put that out there before I give you any hints to what other people and stuff have had, because um, I don't want to influence you. But something that isn't studio kit that you feel like is nice to have in the studio. Um, I guess in this postmodernist um, uh, aesthetic and the fact that we're in Japan and we've, we're doing this together with Honda, we definitely need one of their robots uh, to serve our tea and to do any repairs and okay. to um, sort of a hospitality as well when people come to the studio. Okay. Um, so that would be a bit dangerous. It might. It might. What if it becomes like sentient, like mm -hmm. Terminator style? Or, or what if it becomes creative and it makes the most amazing music? Wow. Do you think that's how Even Terminator started? They were like, it can paint. Oh, no, God, it's got a gun. Run away. <laughs> and then they call Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's, the, what's the Honda robot called? I've totally forgotten the name. Oh, yeah, I've forgotten. It's Asimo. It's Asimo. called Asimo. Oh, really? Uh, he's, he's, he's a, comes with the desk. And also we have a, we have a Perspex uh, Asimo who has a sort of a um, let... Uh, structure inside which changes colors um, uh, where we make different sounds like a very expensive yeah yeah, yeah 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 yeah, really oh. expensive yeah. so the robot can see inside his own body so no, no, mir no mirrors ours ours our body so he, he it reflects wow. our mood read our mood of the music we're making and then he will reflect that within the color okay. I thought that was well, clear well I mean see? it's hard to keep up guys <laughs> <laughs> wait I, I get you, you guys are selling the future yeah, no? yeah I mean Will, I never th thought we'd do an episode where we upsell dreams so hard. I mean, what what some of the luxury items we've had on the series have been a 128-foot waterfall that overlaps Tonto. What? Which was quite nice. And we've had uh, a biohacked sushi train that takes fish straight from the sea into the studio and makes it into sushi. Oh, can I that stop was you? A good one. Did, did, was that a loophole with the Tonto? No, that was a single item. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's a loophole because it's a studio. Like, they, they're getting... An extra studio? No, no, that, no. Tonto was a single item within the the six. So ah, I, okay. Oh, I think Dave is just mad because he didn't pick Tonto now. No, 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 no. That's <laughs> perfectly happy with with uh, with our choice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. But fine. I thought I thought someone as a luxury item added Tonto. No, they just they they had the Tonto as a six item, and then the luxury item was a, a waterfall that passed over it. So you had to walk behind the waterfall. Well, to be honest, I think our the waterfall is, is very nice. <laughs> But I think our robot is, yeah. um, you know, can do more things. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, well, uh, all that's left to talk about is what's coming up for you guys. Uh, we're moving to Tokyo. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I thought we we had two, three luxury items. No, one. That's it. Oh, just one. She's got the robot. Oh. Yeah, one. It was item. the robot. Yeah. Just one. Just because one. Also, by then, any sushi, any coffee, any tea, anything he can make. Culinary. Yeah, he can make. And also, we're in Japan. Yeah. It's there. He can go out and get it. He can be yeah. like your little Deliveroo bot or He's... Uber Eats bot. He just goes out and gets it for you. It, it is a little bit like a, like mm. a unlimited wishes. Yeah, you know, like make one wish. You can, yeah, yeah. Asimo, we would like to record some uh, grand piano. Here's Sakamoto-san. Hi. And which is Sakamoto is there. He's like already prepared it for us and we're doing a collaboration Brilliant with him. Idea. Brilliant idea. Brilliant idea, nice. Dave. Yeah. Dave. Asimo, we would like Benji's R2500. Go he's and like, steal it. Go and steal it in the night. He's like, we don't yeah. need to get it from Benji. I already found one here in Japan. A kleptobot. Yeah, so he's like a cat burglar as well. I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or it's just a Beringer version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably great. Yeah, so <laughs> When will you learn? <laughs> We're going to be ashamed about this. Uh, well, uh, what I was going to say, guys, is what, what's coming up for you um, for the rest of the year? Like, uh, I mean... You've been locked, locked down, locked in, but um, are you hoping to get back out there? Have you got releases coming? I mean, we, we're very lucky to be in the studio, and we've we've finished off a couple of albums, which we're going to release on on our label Dewey. We just released a compilation on, on Dewey. We've done a bunch of remixes for a lot of people, 
We've done another big project that we can't say yet, but that we've been working on since the beginning of the lockdown. Um, there's a lot, a lot of stuff. So we've been more productive than ever, but it's because we we weren't doing any live gigs. We weren't traveling. We weren't doing any gigs with the band, with Solwax, or DJing is too many or any of that stuff. Yeah. So we do miss it, the playing part. But then on the other hand, I think being in a studio, it's a bit of it was a bit of a luxurious mm-hmm. way of doing the lockdown. But it also means that everybody knows that you're in the studio. And more stuff is... like our, Maybe, let's say, our economy was yeah. half gigs, half being in the studio. Let's put it that way. And now it's been 100% in the studio. So it was good for us. Like Dave said, we, we rediscovered the instruments. Yeah. <laughs> we had, like all this... It was really, really good. But I guess we miss also... Um, being out out there we miss london we miss a lot of yeah a lot of places we miss our studio in tokyo yes exactly that studio in tokyo sounds fantastic well all that's left to say is thank you so much for joining us um big fan of of you guys work and uh, real pleasure to have you on the show and thanks for putting up with our complicated rules very complicated oh it's a cool it's it's really cool oh no it's cool it was a good exercise We, we should do this again we should do this again in 15 years time and then we go Oh, man. Yep, let's do it. 15 years. I'll get it in the diary. Uh, I'll send a Cal invite round. Um, that would be hilarious, actually. Do, do you think in, in 15 years, people will look at like podcasts like the way they do look at vinyl now? Like, ooh, it's so cool to have a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, guys. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you. Well, that was absolutely incredible. Thank you so much to Soulwax for taking the time to come on the My Forever Studio podcast. It was amazing. What an end. It was amazing, wasn't it? Oh, my God. So I've been listening to Soul Wax forever. So this was like yeah, a, a personal exactly. and career highlight. So thank you so much to those guys. And also, um, I feel like they we allowed them to bend the rules somewhat with the, the robot arm on their custom-built desk. But we, we'll yeah, let it a little slide. Bit. I mean, yeah. it's not really music making as much there. So, you know, what's one robot arm? <laughs> Between, between friends. friends exactly What's what? <laughs> anyway um, a big shout out to everybody that's tuned in for this season as well We've, we have so much fun making it and uh, thanks to everybody that listens um, we really appreciate it and uh, do get in touch um, if you're a fan of the Music Tech My Forever Studio podcast um, just subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and also give us an email at editors at musictech.net uh, let us know what you think who you want on the show any questions whatever just get in touch keep in touch and uh, we'll see you for the next season and And before we do, don't forget, also, it does help us a huge amount if you leave us a rating and a review so other people can find this podcast because everybody has a podcast, but this one everyone should listen to, obviously. So (laughs) thanks again for listening and catch you soon. (laughs) Bit of bias. Bit of bias. Catch you soon for another season of the My Forever Studio podcast. Thank you so much.